From the Financial Times in London, I'm Alex Barker and this is FT News. This is a very big week for the Iran nuclear deal. Donald Trump will be deciding whether the US will pull out of what has been probably the most important disarmament agreement since the end of the Cold War. And with me to talk about this today is Michael Peel, who's our diplomatic correspondent in Brussels. Michael, explain what's at stake this week. Well, Alex, by a deadline of Saturday, that's May the 12th, Donald Trump has to decide, or rather has imposed on himself the deadline to decide whether the US should continue within the nuclear deal that was signed under the Obama administration in 2015. If he decides not to recertify it, then a whole new world and a potentially rather chaotic one opens up of, as you say, potentially new US sanctions, other diplomatic consequences. Will Iran stay in the deal? What will other parties to the deal, which as you mentioned, include not just European powers, but Russia and China do? And what will it mean for arms control in the Middle East, the wider world, and indeed the forthcoming summit on nuclear issues with North Korea? Thinking back, I mean, this initially started as a European initiative. In the wake of the Iraq war, Europe was divided. They saw the Iran nuclear issue as something they could rally around, bring a diplomatic response to. What are they doing now to try and salvage this? And have they got much hope? Well, as you say, the Europeans see this as something incredibly important, not just in itself, but because of the time, resources and prestige they've invested in it. It's a rare example of a big international deal where the EU has a seat as the EU at the table as a broker of this deal. And so there has been intense lobbying led by the so-called E3 powers who signed the deal, Britain, France and Germany. We have seen Emmanuel Macron and uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel visit Washington. Boris Johnson, the British Foreign Secretary, is there this week, indeed appearing on Fox and Friends in an attempt to appeal directly to President Trump. And they've been saying, look, we hear what you're saying. We share many of your concerns, particularly over ballistic missiles in Iran. It's programme to develop those. We share your concerns over Iran's regional role in Syria, Yemen and elsewhere. And We are prepared to look at the so-called sunset clauses in the deal and how these might be built on. These are when the restrictions on Iran's various nuclear activities start to fall away from 2025. But they are also saying, please, please, please don't undo the deal itself and the deal must stand. It's working and it's essential. Do they have much leverage? Well, this has always been the problem, and for weeks now, if not months, there's been a strong strand of pessimism in the European private dialogue on this, that ultimately they recognise that this is a decision that will be made by President Trump alone, that he has long been a sceptic about this deal, and an increasing number of his close advisers are also noted hawks on the deal, and particularly Mike Pompeo, the new Secretary of State, and John Bolton, the new National security advisor and in Europe these of course are seen as signs that things are going ever more in a direction that they don't want to see. Clearly France, Britain, Germany have been in the lead through this process but these sanctions were imposed at EU level, all 28 governments, and taken off at EU level. What do the other European countries think of the events at the moment? So this is one reason why this has been very delicate for Europe, that although the response is led by the E3, which are the three European powers which signed the deal, they have also tried to coordinate a response at 
an EU level and the most notable part of that so far has been an attempt to impose EU sanctions on Iranian entities and individuals allegedly involved in the um, conflict in, in Syria. But this attempt has stalled amid opposition from a minority of member states led by Italy who've put the argument that, well, this won't make a bit of a difference with President Trump, that this is not going to persuade him to stay in the nuclear deal. And by putting on these sanctions, we risk undermining reformers in Iran and bolstering the position of hardliners who will say this is Europe reimposing sanctions by the back door. And the difficulties that that sanctions proposal has run into, it's still on the table, but it still hasn't been passed some weeks after being floated. And that shows the broader difficulties Europe has in responding to this situation. What if Trump does pull out? There must be a plan B, isn't there? Well, There are some diplomats, but they're probably a minority, who are optimistic about the ability to at least try to put together a plan B. But there are others who will literally say there is no plan B and that without the US, the deal is is dead, effectively. Clearly, if the US does pull out, there will be attempts in Europe to try to persuade Iran to stay in the deal, to try and sustain the deal without the US. But of course, that will become very difficult politically and of course we don't know how Iran itself will respond. There have been a series of warnings in the last few days that have been issued by Tehran against an an American pullout. And there's also the commercial side that since the sanctions were lifted and the deal was signed in 2015, there's been a mini boom in uh, EU trade and to a lesser extent investment in Iran. This of course is already putting a big chill on that process. And of course, the climate will get uh, very cold if the US imposes sanctions, because of course, any company that has any kind of overlap, which brings it under the uh, jurisdiction of US authorities in its global operations, could potentially find itself in a position where it risks breaching reimposed US sanctions. Thank you very much, Michael. If you want to follow this unfolding story more over the coming week, please go to ft.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.